2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We need a record scratch from our one and only super producer, Mr. Max Williams. I'm Ben. Noel, this is part two of a two-part episode. So I think we need to let people know, right? You should listen to part one first, right? Or how, how do you think they should do it? Whatever you want. It's up to you.
0: Could be fun to, to listen to them in reverse order. Um, but no, if you, if you want to do it the traditional way, I would I would go back and listen to part one first. Uh, it'll give you some good context and the lead up to our stunning conclusion.
1: Oh, important point, Noel. Uh, since this is a two-parter, we're going on a strange journey, right? We, we have to be clear, this real life, quote-unquote Ice Queen, did some heinous stuff but to understand what led her to that, we we need to spend some time understanding who she is first, right?
0: That's right.
1: Who was Anna
0: Ivanovna? Ivana Eva, Ivanovich? No, Ivanovna. Ivanovna. Got it. Uh, uh, A.K.A. Uh, Ivana the Terrible. <laughs> yes. Got to do something gnarly to get a name like that. Um, but again, you know, even Ivana the Terrible was once a helpless small child. Uh, so let's get into that. Let's hear her story when she was summoned to the uh, Russian Supreme Privy Council, who wanted to essentially have her take on the crown in a symbolic act, Mm -hmm. uh, much like her father, you know, was sort of this figurehead who didn't actually have any functional power these uh folks on the supreme privy council grossly underestimated anna and her ability to manipulate and rule from the sidelines right uh well not even from the sidelines (laughs) yeah a big and bold way um so they did name her empress at this point uh, you know after she'd been ruling for about 20 years uh, under that previous title um taken from her husband. And the Privy Council made her sign a declaration of conditions uh, that she would essentially become, you know, a a symbolic figure Mm -hmm. and not rule at all.
1: So, yeah, she becomes the ruler of the Russian Empire after signing some paperwork that says she's not going to do anything but be a figurehead. And she's like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, she's probably tired of Corland by now. So she heads over to Moscow, and when she arrives, she finds out that people don't really dig this Supreme Privy Council. Turns out that a bunch of dudes who are going to name themselves something like Supreme Privy Council are pretty into themselves and not fun at parties. So she... Uh, she, <laughs> So she... Uh, she has a lot of support from the military and the gentry, the landed gentry. The landed gentry. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. so she tears up, she tears up this agreement that she signed. She fires the Supreme Privy Council by either killing a couple or making them go to Siberia, which at that time those are two very similar punishments. If I'm not mistaken this is the period in Russian history that kind of
0: established these brutally um cruel kind of prisons in Siberia. That is just like you know you always hear about Siberia being notoriously inhospitable, let's say. Mm-hmm. And people were not sent there, you know, to serve a sentence and be rehabilitated.
1: They were sent there to die. Yeah, right now. Just 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 for a reference, right now in a world of uh central heating and air conditioning. This is the kind of weird stuff we look up folks right now. It is three degrees Fahrenheit in Siberia.
2: What is it with wind chill? I wonder,
1: (laughs) see, that's a good question, Max. Uh, I hope that we never, we never anger a Russian leader enough to have to figure that out on our own or experience it. I should say. So, Yes, Siberia at this time, very much like a death sentence. And it's also uh, crippling these people's political ambitions. So she fires everybody or kills them, and then she declares an autocracy. She is the ruler of the empire, and she doesn't really care. And so weird, she doesn't care. According to most of the historical record, She relies on her paramour, this kind of friends with benefits situation for a while, Uh, Ernst Johann von Bieren, uh, and a couple of uh, folks from Germany to be her advisors. And she's like, you guys handle the day-to-day. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to shoot guns, and I'm going to get wild animals from all around Russia the bears from the elbow reference earlier and the tigers and the deer and all that stuff. And uh, I want you to take them to my house so I can shoot them. That's like my main thing I want to do as the head of an empire. I, I, I You know, other people have probably done, done similar things, but she was super into it.
0: And she was also into extravagant forms of entertainment and very similarly cruel uh, kind of pageants of uh, humiliation, just like uh, Peter the Great was. I mean, even if someone is like hateful and and treats you like garbage, if they're the only, you know, model for behavior that you have, you're probably going to end up a good bit like them. And that kind of, you know, treatment that almost like Stockholm syndrome that she was uh, unfortunately subjected to really did a number on her psychologically, it would seem. So and this, you know, extended into her policy as well. I mean, she was seen as a very aggressive ruler. She got entangled in the War of Polish Succession, um, which uh, placed a pro-Russian king on the Polish throne. She was also involved in the Russo-Turkish War of 1736. uh, And the outcome of that war um, was pretty gnarly. I mean, it cost tremendous amounts of cash and loss of life. And the territory that Russia gained from this wasn't exactly prime real estate. It didn't have the warm water outlet to the sea that I think you know uh, folks were hoping that yeah. they would get um, from something that cost that much, you know, in terms of life and uh, and capital. Yeah. So she yeah. had this reputation of kind of continuing Peter the policies on the inside of her court. It was known as a very, very dark time by nobles because it just seemed like she wasn't making decisions that benefited the realm, let's just say, all the while while uh, getting more and more bitter and cruel, uh, and that stuff began to manifest itself uh, in some pretty horrific ways.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of um, geopolitical stuff that is not going in Russia's favor in the long term, and she is not in charge day-to-day on these decisions. The Russian nobles that, Noel, you just mentioned, their main resentment is this Ernst guy. Ernst Johann von Buren. And they're saying, look, this foreigner, this non-Russian is in charge of everything. And because he's an easy target to dislike as a foreigner, anything that goes wrong, they're going to blame him and they're going to blame her. And Right, yeah
0: She she appointed him and he was a Baltic German Right uh, And right. so he, you know, it was almost like I don't know whether she lacked the foresight To see what a diplomatic kind of blunder this might be Or how it mm-hmm. would, would be seen as an insult Or whether she was literally doing it To poke a finger in the eye of the nobles It's not really clear But the fact is she was distrusted
1: So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile.
0: You know, Ben, I gotta say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get, where you're like, "Man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me?"
1: <laughs> you're right. No, it's it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for fifteen bucks a month when you purchase a three month plan, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited
0: talk, text, and data for fifteen bucks a month.
1: We have laid the groundwork. Uh, Max, we're going to need a very, like, dark, like, heavy sound cue. This is where we go into the deep water. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Perfect. So here's the thing. For these various reasons for the having to witness that spectacle of that mockery of her own wedding and not being allowed to marry again and then being um appointed as a figurehead and becoming an actual ruler because people continually underestimated her, Anna hates marriage and and there's this thing that happens. There's a guy named Mikhail Aleksevich Golitsyn, and he is, we'll just call him Prince Mikhail. Uh, he's old money. He marries this lady. She's Catholic. She's Italian. It, it was like um, they were actually happy, and this super pissed her off. She was not cool with it. Uh, unfortunately, Prince Mikhail's wife Uh, died shortly after they were married. And you would think that was the end of it, but Anna had the power and the means and the motivation to do some really messed up stuff to this Mikhail guy. She actually compelled him to become a court jester. He had to pretend to be a chicken. That was like his common bit. Uh, So if you came to see the ruler of Russia at this time, you would also see the former Prince Mikhail sitting on a nest of eggs in like the lobby where, where you meet this lady and he would have to pretend to be laying eggs when visitors came to Jesus. see her. Is that not weird? Like we have done so many shows on weird historic flexes and we never talked about that one. I feel like I have to call Miles and Jack. I'm kidding. It's it's 2021. Don't call people. Just text. It's also like uh, 6 a.m. in LA right now. Oh yeah,
0: you're right. I didn't think about that. But no, not six. 11:10. It's 8 a.m. But when we start, people don't know what time it is right now. That joke could have yep. landed. It's fine. The, guy, the
2: guys. <laughs> yes, the guys. we're recording this right now as you listen. To yeah, it that's exactly. this is a live stream. That's,
1: it. Yep. Uh, that's, that's how that's amazing all. a producer Max is. So this is where we get to. um and this is where we get to the, the even weirder part. This is why the title says Ice Palace. Anna is still pissed. She's making this guy be a, pretend to be a chicken for the rest of his life, which is so weird. And she still wants to prove some points. And maybe it's to Catholicism. Maybe it's to the industry of marriage, which is very much an industry. Or maybe it's just... I don't know, man. She was going through some stuff. In 1739, she um, she ordered the construction of an ice palace, like a literal ice no, a literal ice uh-huh. palace.
0: Yeah, and under different circumstances, this would be considered like a massive feat of engineering, like something that should be marvelled upon as a, as a thing of beauty. It was made of giant blocks of ice, 80 feet long and 33 feet high. And the blocks of ice were essentially, you know, uh, cemented together with water. Um, This thing would have been beautiful. It cost 30,000 rubles, roughly half a million dollars in today's cash to construct this thing. It was even uh, fitted with ice furniture, an ice bed with ice pillows and ice clocks, And, you know, an elephant statue that spouted water from its trunk, also made of ice. Not to mention that there was a dude sitting inside of it at all times that could blow a horn. I mean, there was no shortage of humiliating, god awful jobs in this era of Russia. Absolutely uh, bizarre. So, this thing should have been a sight to behold, Mm -hmm. you know, a point of pride for the realm, you know, but no, in fact, it was constructed as a torture chamber. Because Anna, let's just remember that Anna was angry at Prince Mikhail because he was happy, because he and his bride were happy. And even after she died, for whatever reason, she felt the need to continue to torture him. So first of all, she arranges a marriage between him and one of her maids, uh, a woman from Kalmyk named uh, Avdotya Ivanovna. Uh, weird. Same last name. Must have been super common, uh, or maybe there was. Yeah, ori-
1: originally it was uh or
0: Maybe you take the last name of the person whose whose staff you're on.
1: Yeah, yeah. The um, it was a forced marriage. You're absolutely right. Avdotya and Mikhail did not. <laughs> I I I don't think it was a romantic situation for them, and. How strange history is, uh, Noel Max. That the person who got made fun of with a fake wedding forces these folks into a wedding. She's very known, Great. yeah, for this messed up sense of humor. She well, made her maid, her maid
0: was quite old, right, uh, and also considered uh, to be not particularly attractive, considered fact, to be super most, ugly. Let's just Super say, uh, yeah. yeah, we're just talking in the, this is what the people, this yeah. was said. This was uh, what the record shows. And uh, it was meant to be a, a humiliation, a further humiliation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so imagine the ruler of Russia has made you act like a chicken in front of people. And now you have to marry this um, older person, elderly person that maybe you don't think is, attractive and you get you have to they have to dress up as clowns this poor old lady the maid didn't do anything to deserve this treatment and they uh ride an elephant just to give you a sense of the scale of mockery here Mm -hmm. people are laughing at them she uh anna picks a group of folks that she thinks are because she's also super racist let's be honest uh people Absolutely. yeah people that she thinks are uh what's the phrase slate.com has a great uh article where they use the phrase ethnically undesirable or people who are deformed or physically handicapped and this wedding and they're they're like parading behind
0: this uh, yeah. wedding procession yes again super i mean it's just if you picture this in your mind and it's just the most ghastly macabre kind of scene like, it why really would is you? some like cersei lannister game of thrones type stuff why you would know? you do that yeah
1: and and so right after the wedding the couple mikhail and Avdotya, have to go in this ice palace and sleep in it for their wedding night naked no blankets no clothing no like tapestries hung on the wall no pleasant fires and this is in winter the the rumor is and it's not proven but the rumor is that anna told these folks something like well the only way you can survive is uh, to have sex all night Mm-hmm. like that's really messed up and she clearly thought they were going to die right that was the intent
0: that was the intent i mean these russian winters are no joke they're naked they're in this you know ice palace every entrance and exit is being guarded so they can't leave i apparently uh, there is speculation that they bribed one of the guards in some way to get a coat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's what helped them survive the night. But they have both emerged in like super weakened conditions. Sure. And historians uh, believe that they, you know, were in such poor health that they died a few days later um, due to pneumonia, most likely.
1: Right. Uh, Avdotya likely passed away due to pneumonia. And there's a, there's sort of a, pixar-esque legend that the couple went on to live happily ever after and have twins conceived that night but that's that's not true
2: pixar is getting really dark right there like Pixar's, like yeah, let's uh conceive twins in an ice palace,
1: <laughs> right? And this, yep,
2: and the, and then
0: <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if this was like a secret, like part of like the Frozen lore, you mm. know? And the, and then the children they bore were Elsa and Anna, right? On yeah.
2: to have
0: magical snow powers. That's a or good like idea. Or the villain
2: from the first, the villain from the first uh, movie, he has been sent to the ice palace by Elsa. Yeah, there that's, we that's go. The, that that's between the movie story right there. There we
1: go. Yes, Uh this. Is beautiful, and you guys should be in charge of more things. That's a wonderful idea. Uh, now, just, just, just for the record, I know that Elsa and Anna were not Russian.
0: They were, like, Scandinavian in some ways. So Correct. I'm just yes. saying this is like a fanfic rec-con, kind of alt
1: history version. of am exactly. I mean, guys,
2: we, we got to go somewhere that has an ice palace. They have an ice palace, and it's frozen. We're not making too big of a jump here, I think. Yeah, I don't think so, and,
1: and and ice palaces are a real thing. Well, okay, let's get through the— Let's get through the tough stuff and then we'll we'll end on a nice palate cleanser. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. So after doing this pretty dastardly stuff to this uh this completely innocent maid and this Mikhail guy, uh Anna. I mean, who admittedly may not have been completely innocent. Like he was part of the
0: class that sort of spurned right. her. And in our Carry
1: movie, he's probably one of the bullies in the background, or one of the they kids. They kind of went along one with of the kids. It, yeah, he's right? like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> you know, whatever the dumb teenage laugh is. But those uh, were very those were not bad Beavis and Butthead's. Ben, those I'm are pretty a lot. spot on. Thanks, guys. Uh So she dies, on Anna Ivanovna dies the next october uh she is relatively young she's 47 years old no heirs and rumor has it that if you go to russia right now in 2021 and you ask who is the worst person who has ever been in charge of this whole you know this whole place this whole gig who's who's the worst one people will say Anna Ivanovna, which is weird because Stalin's in the mix. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Even the OG, the terrible, Ivan. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, she's considered worse than him. Also, because remember, she made some pretty kind of wacky geopolitical choices as well and just didn't really care about governing in a way that benefited, you know, the people and and the uh, the, the nation. Also, by the way, not to revel in a little bit of Schadenfreude. Cause honestly she's it's a tragic story. It's true. She very was much not so. she was made into what she became. You know, I mean of course we all have choices, you know, but like absolute power corrupts absolutely, uh as the old uh cliche goes, but it's a cliche for a reason because there's truth to it. Uh, and if you're already are being fueled by resentment and hatred uh and bitterness, then that power is going to, you know, be pretty um Uh, intoxicating and allow you to kind of like enact your revenge on any perceived enemy. To her was like everybody, you know or anyone that was uh, perceived as being happy. And again, not to revel in any schadenfreude here, but she did die a slow horrible death Uh, she had some long-standing kidney problems um, that developed into an outright kidney stone that, you know, nowadays we know that as being a very, very painful thing, but there's, you can zap it with a laser, there's like medication you can take to bust them up, there's all kinds of different things, but in these days, it would have been a slow, potentially slow, horrible, painful death sentence. If anyone uh, watches the show Deadwood, if you haven't, mild spoiler about a thing that happens to a character, maybe skip the next 30 seconds, but Al Swearengen, um who's like this the kind of evil, you know, saloon owner. He's, he's he's got, he ends up kind of coming around in an interesting way, um, but he has a kidney stone, and you see him try to pass it himself, and it's just the most excruciating thing I've ever seen. The acting is fantastic, and you know, there's blood and horrible sounds and animal noises and moaning, and you think the guy's gonna die. Uh, yeah. But this, in fact, did happen to Anna though. If not. She died presumably after suffering for mm-hmm. quite a while.
1: And now we get to, I, I sometimes I think of this as I call it the Pope question or the, or the Roman question. You read all these crazy stories about rulers of the past and you have to wonder, uh, are, are they true? Right. Is, is this character, this, cold you know and this this messed up and this distant from the concept of empathy or is this a bunch of trash talking is this stuff that folks spread as propaganda because they didn't care for her for one reason or another maybe because she was messing with the germans who, who knows we have to point out that she didn't it wasn't all bad stuff she did other things Her administration created the Naval Cadet Corps. She also continued to grow the Academy of Science, which includes the Russian ballet, which is a a very impressive, world-class thing. But now she is remembered, for better or worse, isn't that a wedding reference? Did I do a wedding reference? in sickness and in health there we go
0: yeah till death
1: you know death, from freezing fart. to death in an ice palace do 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 we part you guys are killing it with the riffs today Uh yes she uh she is remembered as this crazy person who made this guy do these terrible things and victimized an elderly person i don't know man yeah this is this is dark so i i have a proposition to uh, make this a little less dark. First, we did establish that this is kind of a rumor. Historians generally agree this is what happened, but it's possible it could be exaggerated or embellished or propaganda, uh, and we can't end on that. So I was thinking, Noel, Max, maybe we could uh, send an inspiring message to the people who have listened to this episode and thought immediately, that sounds great. I want to sleep in a place made out of ice.
0: Well, bring bring your parka,
2: right? You know,
0: yeah. and maybe some nice leggings, some long johns, perhaps. I
1: love that. The, yeah, ah, do
0: you have a butt flap or no butt flap? What's your pref?
1: I'm a no butt flap guy. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, you know, understandable. You gotta choose them wisely. Choose those. <laughs> choose, choose those place. number two moments wisely. You know? I don't know if they make them with butt
0: flaps anymore. They That's do. more of like they an do. old, but they do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just picture those, the old prospector with the, with the butt flaps on his long johns. Yeah. You
1: know? But those were, if you, if you think about it, the long johns you're imagining are actually a kind of a onesie. They're a top and bottom. So it's That's right. tougher to take it off. Yeah. I think about this an inordinate amount of time.
0: I just <laughs> typed in long johns, butt flap. Uh yeah. and I got some, I got some results that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so, uh, no, Noel,
2: are you doing that on the work computer? Because that might not be good.
0: No, it's fine. We've talked about this plenty at this point between this show and stuff. They don't want you to know our uh, our Google search history is unimpeachable. You know, no matter what, yeah, there's always a reason. There's always a reason. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, here we go. Men's trapdoor long underwear
2: from River Ooh.
0: Junction Trading Company. It's still considered kind of an old timey thing. Uh-huh. And
1: it's called a trapdoor. A trapdoor?
2: Well, All right, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to make the argument for for the trapdoor for on. the buttons in the back. Okay. So, you're in an ice palace. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to take the whole onesie off to get it? It's going to be really cold. And yeah. Like, I don't know. If I don't oh, really. Yeah. I'm with you. It's really man. cold can you get your business done. You're you you're can't. absolutely so. correct.
1: You are 100%. So you got to go with the flap. Well, yes, if you're wearing a onesie, see the move is just wear you got your long john bottoms and I don't know what you call them, your top johns or whatever, thermal underwear, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 cool if you don't have a onesie. But we also have a lot of our fellow ridiculous historians listening to the show today have been in, you know, like a probably a very beautiful dress that's very difficult to like navigate doing your business in. I would go a step further. I would say trap doors on more clothing. Why does it have to be long johns only? Why are we saving that for winter? Everyone (laughs) agrees. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna get us into and, trouble.
0: <laughs> no, no, no! You're, you're 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 spot on, Ben. And I, I will say, if you're interested in uh, checking these out for yourselves, go to RiverJunction.com and search for men's trapdoor long underwear. They are a little pricey; they're sixty dollars, but wow. they're bright red, uh, which oh, makes me yeah. think of which makes me think of the clown tights that, that supposedly are responsible pink for lemonade. Uh, yeah. pink lemonade. Um, and they have got a little history on here also known as a union suit. A type of one-piece long underwear created in Utica, New York, USA, originated as women's wear during the 19th century United States clothing reform efforts as an alternative to constricting garments and soon gained popularity among men as well. The first union suit was patented in 1868
1: as an emancipation union under flannel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and you can go. Uh, you can go to actual ice hotels, folks. You can take your union suit with you. Uh, there are ice hotels in Sweden, in Norway. There's uh, several in Canada, Romania, Finland, and they look pretty nice. You do get blankets. You won't be forced to hang out naked with uh, someone that you don't want to be naked with. Is that cool? Is that too long for a tagline for these hotels? No, man. <laughs> you are just gonna have to be get
0: real, be longer. You have to get creative with the graphic design. Sure. But um, no, sure. I think it's definitely, but it's definitely very fetching. I certainly would be intrigued. So that's mainly our story today. We've got some additional details about the uh, the horrific charade that was the uh, the mock wedding that Peter the great put on uh, presumably that kind of kicked off all of this, you know, misery, but I think we're going to spare you <laughs> those details. Yeah. We've got enough, uh, doom and gloom in this episode to get us through. It was enough doom and gloom to make this a two parter. Um, so we hope you've enjoyed part two of Ivana, the terrible or Anna Ivanovna.
1: Yeah. yep, yeah, The spiteful Russian Empress who waged an icy war on love, uh, Thanks to our one and only super producer, Max Williams. Thanks to the man himself, Casey Pegram. Thanks to Gabe Luzier, our research associate. Alex Williams, who composed our theme. Uh, Yves Jeff Coates, uh
0: here in spirit, along with Christopher Haciotis, um, Mufasa style, watching down on us from the heavens. Uh, and thanks to you, Ben. Um, for for uh, going on this um, kind of sadistic, dark, twisted ride yeah. uh, with me, um, yeah. this was uh, not what I would call our most fun episode. But well, hopefully, we
1: injected a little bit of ridiculousness into
0: the proceedings. Well, we
1: don't we don't know. Be clear with everyone, Noel. Uh, And thank you for coming with me on this as well. Uh, Thank you to all our ridiculous historians. But we don't know how this episode is going to sound once Max is done his magic. Like that part you heard earlier in this two-part series when I was like, oh, it gets dark. You know, Max, do that. And then just paused and said, perfect. We don't know what he played. I hope... What? Don't give away all of our trade secrets. There's <laughs> <laughs> the magic. No,
2: the magic. No, is... we, we, we do all the sound effects live, guys. Max all is of here it live. with an
1: organ. It's crazy. It's crazy because it's one of those church organs that's like built into uh, his house. It's weird, mm-hmm. man. Thanks for doing the show. Right, it's right next to the giant grandfather clock. <laughs> yeah, that's that that one's at my house. All right. Noel, I didn't want you to learn about it this way on the on the air, but uh yeah, Max and I
2: are, are roommates.
0: Right on. It's okay. It's okay. By
2: by that, is we're quite literally in the same room. I'm on the left side, Ben's on the right Who side. Who
0: gets the top bunk?
2: Uh we just we have a we just have a twin size bed in it together. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. that's adorable.
2: Ice palace style too. Yeah, well, Ice it, it, style. no blankets, no sheets.
1: Also, yeah, you know this is—you uh, live at this house too. That room at oh, the yeah, end of the, the hall, th- hall that yeah, you never yeah, yeah. opened the door to. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. I knew that.
0: Sorry, I'm good at playing along with bits. That's what I'm good at.
1: Well, let's let's uh, uh, let's end the episode. I think.
0: Okay, we'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.